two or more are gathered, there you are in our midst. And, Father, we just thank you that you are here with us tonight. And, God, right now, we just open our hearts wide to you. And we ask you to have your way, to speak into our lives what you want to speak into our lives. Father, I pray that you'd give each and every one of us ears to hear what you're saying to us personally tonight, Father. May we have hearts that are receptive and responsive to your word in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. All right, so on Monday night, since we only meet once a month, we do the little catch-up, get us up to speed really quickly. And if you remember, in this season of Chick Connection, since January, we have really been focusing on these words that are painted here on our canvases and printed on our little Chick Connection promotional cards. They're not just random words out there. They're words that are God-breathed, that he's speaking to us in this season, that, that really describe how what he's doing in our lives and how we come to have that life that flourishes and thrives. All of these things tie in together. And in January, we really focused on increase and stretching and reaching because we cannot be women who stay stagnant if we want all that God has for us. We have to be women who stretch, who increase, who expand and reach ahead for all that God has, right? So we talked about that all through the month of January. And then in February, we really focused on love and embrace and, and letting God's love not just be in us, but work through us. And we talked about the fact that we cannot afford to grow numb or indifferent to God's amazing love for us. And his love for us is so incredible. And sometimes we can just go through our journey of life and, and lose sight of that and grow numb to that reality and think, yeah, yeah, I know God loves me. But we have to live with a fresh revelation of that, his love alive in us every day in order for it to flood through us. And so we spent time last month on Monday night, we talked about God's love flooding through us onto our husbands and how to really be the wives that God's called us to be. And then throughout the month of February on Tuesday mornings, we talked about letting his love flood through us in different relationships with other family members, with friends, with challenging relationships, with other people along our journey that maybe we haven't come into close relationship with, but people that we will encounter. And we talked about loving these people all along the way as well. But now, here in March, we are starting to focus on shine and radiate, because that's what God wants to do. He wants to shine and radiate through us. And you might be sitting there tonight, and maybe you had a really long day on this Monday at work, and maybe you're sitting there thinking, oh, great. Now she's going to tell me I've got to shine. I've got to radiate. Now she's going to tell me I've got to put a smile on my face when I don't feel like having a smile on my face. Well, you know what? It's not at all about putting a phony smile on our faces. It's not about putting a facade on. It is about the God of this universe, creator of heaven and earth, longing to flood himself 
through us, his nature, his fullness, his power, all that he is. He longs to flood his fullness through us. And it's possible for us to shine and radiate all that he is, even on a bad day, even in the midst of challenges and trials that come our way. It is possible to let him shine through us regardless of what is going on around us. But the question is, are we willing to let him? Will we allow him? There's so many things that come along in life that prevent him from shining through us that we allow to prevent him from shining through us. So we're going to talk about some of those things tonight because he doesn't want anything to stand in the way. He wants to flood himself through each and every one of us. In Matthew 5, 13, I want to read this to you from the Message Bible. It says, let me tell you why you are here. That's a great way to start out. How many of you want to know why you are here? And then he proceeds on to talk about us being salt on the earth. And then in verse 14, he says, well, here's another way to put it. He starts out saying, let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be salt, but also here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. How awesome is that? When we allow him to shine and radiate through our lives, we actually prompt other people to open up to God? That's pretty amazing. This is what we're here for. We're created to shine. This is God's plan. You know what? He knows every single one of us so intimately, and he determined that this would be our time in history to shine. He knew that he wanted you and you and you and you and you and you and every single one of us in this room to be on this earth at this time in history, being here in 2012. These are kind of crazy times on the earth, wouldn't you say? These are odd times. These are dark times. But God believes in us so much that he said, I want you on this earth at this time in history because I want to shine through you. And I believe in you. And I know that you'll let me shine through you. That's what he's saying to us. God believes in us. He is relying on us to allow him to shine through us to fulfill his plans and his purposes on the earth. He needs us now on the earth. So often believers sit back and say, well, God doesn't really need me. There's plenty of others. No, God needs every one of us. That's why we're here, to be light on this earth, in this dark world, to reveal him to others. That's our job. And he relies on us to do it so that others will see him and others will be drawn to him. So tonight, I want us to think about something that really shines. And let's illustrate this with 
something that shines, that something, with something that radiates, something that most women kind of like. You know where I'm going? How about a diamond? Now, we're talking about real diamonds, not CZs, okay? <laughs> real diamonds are not man-made. They're God-made, like us. Diamonds are one of God's gems of the earth. And you are definitely, without question, God's gem on the earth. And so tonight I want us just to look at a few aspects of a diamond and learn some things from this gem that shines and radiates so that we can be a little bit more effective at shining and radiating on this earth, all right? The first thing is the formation of a diamond. Have you ever stopped to think about how a diamond is actually formed? Listen to what I found in in one article that I read. It says, a diamond is one of the four forms of carbon that can be found in nature. It's the hardest natural mineral known on earth. A diamond is made out of carbon. Carbon, which is burned wood, becomes graphite under a lot of pressure, which is already relatively hard. And then graphite, under a lot of pressure, will eventually become, after a few million years, a diamond. It is formed when extreme heat, temperatures of 2200 degrees Fahrenheit, and extreme pressure cause carbon atoms to crystallize, forming the precious stone approximately 90 miles under the Earth's surface. And then they reach the surface of the earth, most often through volcanic pipes or channels. Wow, that's a lot for me to get my little brain around 90 miles below the earth's surface. This is crazy. 2,200 degrees Fahrenheit? We melt when it's 100 outside, don't we? <laughs> Can you imagine? Wow. So, ladies, when you feel under extreme heat, under extreme pressure, remember that you are being formed into something absolutely amazing. But you know what? A hundred percent of the graphite that is exposed to that kind of pressure and heat, not a hundred percent, not all of the graphite, becomes diamonds. Only some of it, because it depends on how the atoms form and build. So, that means that just being under tremendous pressure will not automatically form us into this beautiful, radiant gem that shines with Jesus. It's what we do under that pressure. It's how we respond to that pressure. How are you responding to the pressures of life today? Think about some of the pressures around you. Some of the things facing you, whirling around you in your life. How are you responding to those things? In Proverbs 17:3, it says, "The refining pot is for silver, 
and the furnace for gold, but the Lord tries the heart. So we see that diamonds are exposed to that extreme heat underground. Silver, in order to be in its purest state, is exposed to extreme heat in that refining pot. Gold, to be pure, is put into the furnace. And so what about us? It says God works on us. God tries our heart. But James tells us that our heat chamber, our refining pot, is life's challenges and trials. So often we want to run and scream when we see a challenge coming our way. But we need to recognize, hey, God wants to use this challenge to form us more and more into his image and likeness. In James 1, the familiar verses we all get excited about, it says, Consider it holy, joyful, my brethren, when you are enveloped in and encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations. You get excited about that verse? Yeah, no. <laughs> Not really, huh? <laughs> but that's what it says. That's what the Bible says, that we should be joyful, considerate, all joy when challenges come, when we fall into various trials. Wow. Why? What does it say next? Be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith bring out endurance and steadfastness and patience. If we allow those, tri- those trials and challenges to work in our lives, God will work forming us. He doesn't cause those challenges, those trials to come to us, but he will absolutely use them. They reveal what's in us, right? What's in us under heat, under pressure, tends to come out. And then if we allow him to, he molds us, he shapes us, he forms us into his image. He causes endurance and steadfastness and patience to develop in us. How many of you have prayed for patience? (laughs) You do it once and then you learn you probably don't do that again. (laughs) But it's through challenges that his nature is developed in us. And then in verse 4 it says, But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play. And do a thorough work so that you may be people perfectly and fully developed with no defects, lacking nothing. So often we want to say, oh, okay, I'm good now. I've, I've been enduring this for two days. I am good. I've got endurance. I am steadfast. I have been patient for these two days. I'm ready. Okay, God, done with this. Let's move on from here. When he's saying, Sweetheart, I love you more than that, and I want to see my nature fully developed in you. I want to see you become a woman perfectly and fully developed with no defects, lacking in nothing. He wants to mold and shape us, but we've got to allow that to happen in the midst of those challenges. We might start out kicking and screaming. 
Does anybody ever start out in a challenge kicking and screaming? Please tell me I'm not the only one. But hopefully that doesn't last for long and we come through with a stronger trust and confidence in God. I remember a long time ago, and I don't even know what exactly, what verse it was that I was reading, but I was reading my Bible, and God just spoke to me, and it became so evident to me that when challenges come, he's going to work it out. His glory is going to be seen. He's going to work on my behalf, and I don't want to be ashamed when the answer comes of how I behaved in the process. And sometimes we need to stop and ask ourselves, how am I responding to this challenge? How am I behaving in the midst of it? Am I going to be ashamed when God brings about a miracle, when God brings his answer of how I behaved? We need to be women that allow his nature to be developed fully in us so that in the end we're rejoicing. We have this attitude of victory, knowing not only was the challenge conquered, but I'm better. I'm more like Jesus now after coming through that. Don't you want to be more like Jesus? It's not a trick question, but, <laughs> but you know what it means. We've got to allow God to work on us in the midst of challenges. And there are all different types of challenges. There's major challenges. We've all faced major challenges in life. There's minor challenges. There's silly little irritants that we sometimes think of as a challenge. How are we responding to any of them? You know, we can get so thrown off kilter and respond horribly to a little inconvenience along the way, and it affects others. It affects our entire household. You know the saying, if mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Little things happen. I was telling some girls the other day on Friday, I was just cooking some eggs for myself. And I, I like them over medium, so I was doing them in the frying pan, and I was going to flip them, but I realized all the spatulas were dirty. They were in the dishwasher. So I'm looking around thinking, what can I flip them with? I've made a lot of Paula Deen's recipes, and I watch her on TV, and I watch Emeril, and I watch cooking. I, I could do that little flippy thing. <laughs> I could just toss the pan and see the eggs flip. I was so confident I could do it. Okay, does it, just tell me, does anyone know how to do that? You, you know how to do that? Oh, my goodness. You're going to have to give me a lesson because it just did not work out so well for me. <laughs> Yeah, so I flipped them, and the yolks went, the whites went back in the pan. But the yolks did not. <laughs> and they went down, in, not in the, where the burner was, but next, I guess I flung a little too hard, next to the burner where the little grill thing is, and I had to, like, literally take the whole stove apart. And, you know, when you're already running late and things like that happen, you can, like, get really irritated and annoyed and, and uh, upset everybody in the house. Thank goodness I was home alone. But, <laughs> but we have all kinds of little things that come our way. How do we respond? Are we letting the littlest thing cause us to blow up? Or are we letting God shine through us and realizing this is silly and let it slide right off our back? And yeah, there are more major challenges. 
that don't so easily slide right off our back. But we still need to recognize, how am I walking through this? Am I letting God be seen in the midst of this? Am I letting his patience, steadfastness, endurance be seen in me? Or am I kicking and screaming all along the way? God is calling us to be women who take a new attitude towards challenges. And when the heat gets turned up, we're to be women who become determined to let God be seen, to let God shine through us. Women who recognize that those challenges have the ability to form us more and more into God's nature. The second thing about a diamond I want us to look at is that refining process. Okay, so they're formed below the earth, but then when, when they are found, there is a refining process that takes place. And I want us to talk about two aspects of that refining process. First, there's the cleaning process. That diamond has been underground forever. It's going to be filthy. It's going to be covered with dirt, covered with volcanic ash, and all sorts of filthy residue. And just as it needs to be washed from the effects of the earth, so do we. And the trials and challenges that can form God's nature in our lives, the enemy would love to use those same challenges to cause a filthy residue to stick to our lives, to prevent God from being seen through us. And that residue can look like a whole lot of different things. It can look like hurt, offenses, unforgiveness, bitterness, discouragement, even weariness. You know, the enemy wants us to get to the point that we're so weary that we just want to give up. We need to recognize the effects of challenges that the enemy would try to put on us to keep God from being seen through us. And we need to allow those things to be washed and cleaned from our life. You know, even our old nature, our sin nature, would like to leave a residue on us that prevents God from being seen, prevents us from shining and radiating Him. It might be things like our old habits. It might be just things like selfishness, like demanding our own way, like stubbornness, like grumpiness, those things that go along with our fleshly nature. Does anybody's flesh ever feel like being grumpy? Anybody's flesh? One honest woman. All right, two. Thank you. (laughs) Anybody's flesh ever want to be stubborn? Sure. That's our fleshly nature. But we've got to recognize that those things will hinder God from shining forth through us. And when we allow those things to stay on our lives, that we're not shining and radiating his fullness like he wants us to. So we've got to allow those things to be washed from our lives. What I love about the diamond is that it's the hardest natural mineral known on earth. So dirt and residue can pack in all around it, but it can't penetrate that diamond. 
And too often, we let the effects of this earthly life not just pack in around us, but actually penetrate into our hearts. That's why Proverbs 4.23 says, Guard your heart with all vigilance and above all that you guard, for out of it flow the springs of life. When that residue gets on us and we allow it to sink into our hearts, when we allow bitterness or anger or any of it to sink into our hearts, it's so much harder to get rid of. We've got to guard our hearts above all else that we don't let the residue of challenges settle not just on us, but in us. But when we do guard our hearts, when we become good at really guarding our hearts, then you know what? Chaos, trials, challenges can be raging all around us. But we've got peace. We've got strength. We've got endurance. We've got trust and confidence knowing that God is at work. And when we can live like that, We're letting God shine. In the midst of a challenge, when we can have peace, that's letting his nature shine through us. People will be drawn to that. People will be impacted by that. They'll say, what is different about you that you can be in the middle of a challenge and be so calm and have so much peace? When we shine the nature of God, it draws people to him. It reveals him to others. You know, God created the diamonds. But it was man's job to wash them, to clean them. And it's our responsibility to allow him, to allow his word to wash us. To get all the residue of this earthly life off of us. And it's a continual process. He doesn't say, hey, go get yourself cleaned up and then come to me. He says, no. Come just as you are, and together we'll do this day by day by day. But another part of that refining process with the diamonds, first they've got to be cleaned, but then there's the cutting. Hmm, That sounds fun, doesn't it? (laughs) A diamond in its original form is very rough, and it has jagged edges, and it needs to be cut. Once a stone has been cleaned, then it can be cut and faceted. And the facets, you know, they're all the little individual cuts that are strategically designed so that the light will hit that stone in just the right way and really make it shine and radiate. So you can have this incredibly valuable stone, but it doesn't really shine and sparkle the way it has the potential to until pieces of it are cut off. That's contrary to our natural way of thinking, isn't it? I mean, you think, oh my gosh, this incredibly valuable gem, and you're going to cut part of it off? What are you doing? No, it's going to lose value. No, it actually will gain value. And it's the same way with us. The less of us that's seen, the more of God that's seen. In John 3.30, it says, He must increase, but I must decrease. He must grow more prominent, and I must grow less so. In that cutting process, the stone actually ends up giving pieces of itself away in order to truly radiate 
the light more fully than it ever had. And every time we let God's love flood through us, just by giving our time, giving our attention, giving our listening ear, giving an extended hand to help someone, giving words of encouragement, giving comfort, we become that gem that radiates the light of our Savior, Jesus. We radiate his nature, and then others are drawn to him. It's not about doing a bunch of good works. It's not about, okay, I've got to do my good deed for the day so others will see Jesus. Okay, what what can I do? Who needs help? It's not about doing good works. Ladies, we've got to realize God is love. That's what the Bible says. So if we let his love flood through us, it's God himself flooding through us. It's his power flooding through us. It's not an empty good work. There is power in it. And he will use that expression of his love to work in ways that we can never even imagine. He's just waiting for us to allow him to shine through us, to get rid of all the other stuff that stands in the way. Another thing about the diamond is not just the formation, not just the refining process, but then if that diamond's going to become a piece of jewelry, it has to go into a setting, right? It does. Whether you know that or not, yes, it does. And jewelers will tell you that a diamond will sparkle the brightest in the right setting. You can put a diamond in different settings, but if that setting is not made for that cut, The light's not going to hit it just right, and it's not going to sparkle and shine as bright as it would if it was in the right setting. And you know what? It's the same way with us. God wants us to live in our lane, in our setting that he created us for. We can't get caught up looking at someone else's setting because, well, it just looks better, or it looks like more fun over there, or how come things always seem to go better for them over in their setting? We can't afford to waste time with our eyes looking at their setting, wanting their setting. We will end up wasting time and not fulfilling what God has for us in our setting. We'll be so busy looking over there, we'll miss the opportunities He has for us in our life. God, the master jeweler, has created a setting with your name on it, a plan, a purpose, a life with your name on it. And he's put you here at this time in history because he needs you to inhabit that setting. He needs you to be in that setting, to allow him to shine through you, to do what he wants to do in that setting, in that sphere of influence. And when we recognize that and we start to let him do what he wants to do through us, it's the most amazing, fulfilling life imaginable. And then we start to recognize that every single day along the way, there's all these other little settings that we encounter. And we're not so preoccupied and so busy and so stressed out that we miss them. so easy to miss those little things that come our way every day. Maybe it's someone at work who's really going through a hard time, who needs an encouraging word. Maybe there's somebody you work with who's just really challenging. 
you know what? Maybe they're not trying to be challenging. Maybe they've got some really difficult situations happening at home. Maybe they're going through a major trial. Maybe they're dealing with some personal things. Maybe God needs you to shine his love and his nature into their life. Maybe in school, there's kids that need your attention. Maybe there's kids that other kids are picking on them, ganging up on them. They're not standing up for themselves, that they need you to step in and stand up for them, to speak up for them. Maybe somebody you know needs your listening ear. Maybe they're aching and crying on the inside and just need someone to listen to them. There are little settings within every single day that we will so easily miss if we're not looking for them. We need to recognize the setting that God has put us in. Another thing about the diamond is just the beauty of it. A diamond doesn't exist for itself. A diamond can't shout out, Hey, look at me, how beautiful I am. But the beauty is seen by everybody around it. And this idea of living a life that radiates God is not for ourselves. It's not for our own glory. It's not about us. But it's so that God can do what he wants to do in others' lives. And then Matthew 5:16, it says, Let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. It's not for our glory but it's all for his. Ladies, we live in a fallen, dark world, and that is exactly why God needs us to shine brightly for him. That is why we're here. That is what we're designed to do, to radiate the light and love and fullness of God on this earth, his beauty to everyone that we encounter. So before we open our mouths, Before we get an attitude, before we respond to that person who's being very challenging, we need to stop and ask ourselves, is my response shining the love of Jesus? Is my response showing off his fullness, his nature? Even in the little things. There was a woman here a few weeks ago at Chick Connection, and she told me how her son decided that he was going to do imitations of she and her husband when they come home from work. As though she proceeded to show his imitation of her throwing her purse on the, the couch and sinking down on the couch exhausted. And you know what? It doesn't even have to be words. It can just be our presence. Are we allowing ourselves to walk through life in a way that is radiating God to others, that's revealing him to others, that's showing off his beauty to others? You know, a diamond is beautiful, but does it always look as beautiful as when that jeweler first cleans and polishes it? None of you have ever had a dirty ring. 
Wow. It doesn't always look that shiny and beautiful, does it? No. What happens? Your lotion builds up on it. It gets a little bit dirty and not a little residue gets on there from soap. So even after that diamond is formed, even after it goes through that refining process, it's cleaned and it's cut and it's put in just the perfect setting, it still needs to be regularly cleaned. It's an ongoing process in our lives. And that's why it's so critically important that we spend time with God daily, that we don't just rush past that, that we don't get too busy and avoid our time with Him because it's through that time with Him and that time in the Word that He washes us, that He keeps us clean, that He gives us that little attitude adjustment when we need it, that he speaks into our lives and says, okay, sweetheart, we need to forgive here. We need to let go here or there. But we've got to take the time to hear what he's saying. It's so important. If we want to shine and let him radiate through us to be the women we were created to be, we've got to get in his presence daily. And the last thing, the value. A diamond is incredibly valuable. James 1.18, listen to this. It says, God decided to give us life through the word of truth so we might be the most important of all things he made. So that we would be the most valuable of everything he's made. Why is that? Because we're created to reflect his image on the earth, to radiate him, to shine with him to draw others to him. God needs us now. Have you become a little cloudy like your ring that has that lotion build up? Have you become a little cloudy? Has a little residue from daily life settled on you? Is it preventing Jesus from fully radiating through you the way he wants to? In Isaiah 60, verse 1, it says, Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to new life. Shine. Be radiant with the glory of the Lord. For your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Where is it that circumstances have been trying to keep you? What is it that's been trying to rest on your life? that prevents him from being seen. Ladies, it's time to arise and to shine and let him be seen in our lives. That is what we are put on this earth for. Let's pray together.